Tonight Hanukkah begins, and I want to try to open up the sugi a little bit of Davoid and Hanukkah. Obviously, there's a lot to learn. There's a tremendous amount of information on the holiday, on the Yontiv. <clears throat> and of course, as B'nai Torah, we're looking for a derech in Avodah to be able to feel a way how to grow in Hanukkah. Baruch Hashem, all the Rabbeim and the Yeshiva will be making various Hanukkah Mesivas, and I'm sure you'll hear a tremendous amount of Hashkafa and Halacha and many different things. But I want to start the sugya today a little bit. We know in the Kadmonim it says that the Maise of his Simon Labonim, everything that went on in Klal Yisrael, in the history of Klal Yisrael, was already a Maise of his that hinted to it already, or was the seed to the future. Maise of his Simon Labonim. Where's the Maise of his Simon Labonim for Hanukkah? So says the Kadmonim, it was in the Maisa of Dina Bas Yaakov. In the story that took place with Dina Bas Yaakov, and they explain, I'm going to try to bring out the Oymik a little bit, but they say over there you see that Shechem and Hamor, they wanted to do something which is similar to what the Greeks were trying to do. Pashtu Yedeim B'mamoinam or B'benoisam where they wanted to have intermarriage between them and the Jewish people. They wanted to share their wealth. All their wealth is ours. It should be an Amehad. It should be one nation living together. And you see that Levi, Shimon Levi, felt that this is a situation which requires a war nefesh. It put everybody's life in danger. So in the miracle of Hanukkah, where we have a very similar type of situation, we find that Levi goes and makes a milchemes mitzvah b'mesiris nefesh. What happened to Shimon is the shmuz in itself. I don't want to go into it today. That's the ma'isa of his simen l'bonim. I want to try to explain what they're saying a little bit more, a little deeper. They explain in the Megala Amukis and other svarim that Yaakov Avinu had 12 shivatim, 12 children. Each one was a tribe was the Kahal, was the entity of Klal Yisrael. And then he had a daughter, Dina. What did Dina represent? So they explained that Dina represented what we call the Klal, where you don't necessarily belong to a specific Shevet. You could belong to this abstract concept called the Klal Yisrael. For example... A goy, a Bas Yisrael, a non-Jew, who's Bas Yisrael, the halacha is that the Vlad is a Jew. 
but it doesn't belong to a Shevet or Gerim. They're considered Jews, but they don't belong to a specific Shevet. But they belong to what we call the Kalal. When we put the 12 Shvatim together, it creates like an abstract concept called a Kalal Yisrael. Let me try to explain that in a, a simplified muscle so you can try to understand it a little bit. If a person has a body, he has many limbs, he has many gidim, ramach evorim v'shatsa gidim. When we put the human together, it's not just that we're adding up all these little parts together to create the whole. But the whole itself, the klal itself, the tzuras ha'adam, is much greater than the parts that you put together. It's the tzuras ha'adam. Klal Yisrael has a tzura as a klal as well. It's not just the parts. The, Ruvain has his powers and his abilities and his uniqueness. And so does Shimon and so does Levi. Each shevet has their specialty. They were their own camp. They had their own degel. They had their own avoida in certain ways. So each one is their own identity. But then when you put them together under one umbrella, when they work together, that's called a cloud. That creates a greater thing called cloud Yisrael. Dina represented the cloud. And it's shayich and mitzis that someone can belong to the cloud even if he doesn't have a specific shevet to belong to. Klal Yisrael is where Hashem is mashresh chinosai. That means Hashem does not rest his shechina on a yechidim, on protim, on limbs, on specific individuals or parts of Klal Yisrael. Hashem is mashresh chinosai on the klal. On this klal Yisrael, that's where the shechina rests. And therefore, says the Kadmoinim, let's try to understand depth over here as much as possible, that there is things that are mechayev, us to behave in a certain way in order to retain the shame klal Yisrael that the Shekhinah should rest upon it. Besides for your personal obligations, a human being as a person, with his own tafkin in life, has his obligations. But there's also obligations that we must retain the klal, shame klal Yisrael. And if someone tries to take away the shame klal Yisrael, that's mechayim mesiris nefesh. So one of the big ideas in klal Yisrael is, the Klai Yisrael is different than every nation of the world. Klai Yisrael is what we would refer to as a Goy Kadosh, a holy nation, which we'll try to explain a little bit more as we go along in this shmuz. But for the basic, Klai Yisrael lives a more elevated life. And it makes them separate. Kedusha means Havdalah. Elevated and separate from the rest of the world. And that's why we cannot intermarry 
with the rest of the world. That's why when Shechem and Hamor had an agenda to make us regular nation, it's possible to have Torah mitzvot, you can have a culture, you can have an identity, but as far as the human race is concerned, you are like everyone else, and you can intermarry, and they can be pushed through your day That's not a problem. That was their idea. So Shimon Levi passed in the Shiloh. In such a situation where it's Negea to the Klal Shem Klal Yisrael, this abstract concept of seeing that we are a nation that are different than the rest of the nations of the world, and that concept and that identity is really coming from everybody together, not specific individuals. The specific individual has to live an elevated life, but where do we see that this cloud Yisrael as a unit, as, an, as, a, as a whole kehillah of cloud Yisrael, with the Shem Hashem, the Shechin is on them, that's something that belongs to the whole unit, to the cloud. And you want to take that away from the cloud, that's Mechaev Nasiris Nefesh. And that's why they went into battle. So what the Katmoinim are saying is that Levi and Shimon were Mechaev is something which the Hashmoinim, which come from Levi, put that into practice years later. Because the Yavonim wanted to do just that. They wanted him to battle the shame of Yisrael. Not necessarily Judaism as a culture, or as a people, or a base on Mignus as a place of uh, doing your services, but not in the way that we have it, which we have to go into the protum of it. But basically, what they said was, you have to write, Kisfu lachem al keren ashor, she'en lochem chelek beleke Yisrael. It was Pashtu Yedeim B'mamaynam or B'benoysam. They tried to ruin this special thing that Klaisel is Kadosh. They are holy. They are elevated. They're connected with Hashem. They're different than everybody else. That's something that they wanted to destroy. And that's why the Shebet Levi of the time, which were the Hashmoinoyim, that's why they were Moise Nefesh and they went into action. This is what it says in the Kadmoyim. I want to try to expand on it a little bit and open it up and understand a way that we can have a place of avoidance. There's a very similar concept which the Or Sameach says in Hilchas Talmud Torah. The Or Sameach says the Chiddush Godel in Hilchas Talmud Torah Although a person is chayim b'dayraisa to teach his child Torah and his grandchild Torah, it would seem that the concept of yeshivas, that the community should have a yeshiva and we should make sure that there's rabbeim available for every child, even those that their parents are not in the position to teach them, if you look at the Gemara simply by yourself, it seems like it was a takona that was later made by Yeshua ben Gamla. But the Orsa Meach says in Perak Aleph of Talmud Torah that, to, that there should be a responsibility on the tzibor 
to put money together into a kupa, into a, into a tzedakah box or whatever it may be, into an organization to establish yeshivas and make sure that every kid has a place to learn. The Or Sameach says, it's a of the Araisa. Where does he learn it from? He says, the first parasha in Kiryat Shema is written in singular form, not in plural. The Avdas Hashem Alekecha, Vishinantam Levonecha, that's talking singular form. The Oshamech says the Yesod, which a lot of people say, the Gross says it, and many others, that whenever the passion, the Torah is written in a singular, it's talking to the cloud. If it speaks in plural, then it's telling each and every one of you have a heel. But when it speaks in singular form, it means that the heel is not noivea from your private heel, but it's noivea from the fact that we are a community, we have a Claudius role, and in order to retain the shame Claudius role, that's Mikhail of the Din. That means what he's saying, in other words, is a Klal Yisrael without yeshivas is not a Klal Yisrael. Even if I'm doing my personal chiv to learn, and you're doing your personal chiv to learn, and I'm teaching my kid, and you're teaching your kid, but if there are kids in this nation that do not belong to a yeshiva, we don't have yeshivas for every kid, then it's lacking in the tzura of the Klal Yisrael and the shame Klal Yisrael. And that's Mechayev, a of the Araisa, to go make yeshivas. That means in order for this nation to be considered the Mableches Koyen of the Goy Kaddish, as a nation, if we see it as a nation, as a Klal Yisrael, as a unit, as an entity, that the Shechina should be there, it requires Limerat Torah for everyone. That's what the nation requires. So it's a Machayim that comes from the Kalal, it's not a Machayim that comes from yourself. From yourself, that's your learning. Your children, maybe your grandchildren. But as far as others, that's a communal Chayim. That's what he says. We try to understand why Torah it's such a basic fundamental that the nation as a nation needs to have Torah learning. Why is that such a basic fundamental? So we know in Chazal, Chazal tell us that there's three crowns. Gimel Tarim, three crowns. Kese Kohuna, Kese Malchus, and Kese Torah. There's three crowns. Crowns by definition means that's a change in the Tzuras HaOdom to make you more elevated than the way you are by yourself. It's a certain elevation. It's a sugi in itself, but a very basic understanding. If you're a Kohen, you're not just a regular guy. You have Kesek Kahuna, which means that your whole Mahus is Avoidus Hashem. You're able to be Shluchay Didon, Shluchay Derachmona. You could be Makrav Korbonis. It's a tremendous elevation in a human. Kesek A very important position. 
Because Klai Yisrael needs to have Avodat Bet HaMikdash. And this is a very important Keser in Klai Yisrael. There's another Keser in Klai Yisrael. That's called Keser Malchus. Keser Malchus is a very, very important crown in Klai Yisrael. The Malchus is responsible for establishing the Malchus Shemayim in the world. That's Yehuda's specialty. Namely through Dovid HaMelech, which will ultimately become the Melech HaMashiach, who establishes the Malchus Shemaim. It's not a regular person. You have to be a person who's a Bar Maila. You have a crown on your head to be able to do this mission of Malchus. Tremendous Kesser. And then you have a Kesser called Kesser Torah. The crown of Torah. The elevation that Torah does for you. The crown of Torah. So Chazal say, maybe you would think that the crown of Torah is less than the other crowns. Why? Because the crown of Torah is for everybody. It's something that anybody who wants the crown of Torah can take it. The crown of Torah... Api Aloha is not the Yerusha. It's not something that goes down just because you have a position in Rabonus that it should go to the child. It's different than Kezer Malchus, Kezer Kahuna, which is, seems to be very special positions. And they're positions that are needed, very needed, <coughs> and very elevated amongst above the regular person. And Keser Torah is something for everybody. But yet Chazal say that Keter Torah Ole Al Gabehen It's higher than all of that. What's the beer? So says the Maral in a sefer called Tferes Yisrael. I think it's Perak Ayin. I don't know. I'm not so good with Mama Kremis as you already know. So, but I think that's where it is. So says the Maral that the point is like this. It's not shy to reach Keser Kahuna or Keser Malchus without Keser Torah. It's not possible. Why is that? Because the human being, the way he's created, is a Balchomer. He's a person who's materialistic. He's a person who has the characteristics of a materialistic person with all the midot that he shouldn't have and all the tendencies that he shouldn't have. He's a very earthly person who's attracted to this world in a very, very, very strong way. So a person like that can never have any elevation whatsoever. Thank you. He can't become a, a, a melech. He cannot become a, a coin and do avoid. He has no shaykhs the way he is. But when he acquires Torah, Torah is accessing the aboveness. It's empowering his seichel to overcome his challenges and to train his body to behave in its proper way. It's the epitome of what we call Kedusha. It elevates his materialistic being to a much more spiritual place. And then it is possible to reach the Kesa Kahuna and the Kesa Malchus. 
Of course, a Kesser Malchus is a massive Kesser, which is above the average guy. And the Kesser Kahuna is a massive Kesser that's above, you have to be from Aaron Ubonov. But, since it's not Shaykh to reach you without Kesser Torah, even though Kesser Torah is Shaykh to everybody, but in that respect, it's considered greater. Because the signature by which makes us Jewish is the Torah and the elevation the Torah gives us. That's for everybody. A shayach for everybody. You can't get anywhere in life and any madrega you want in this world if you first do not work with the Kesset Torah. There's many levels a human being can get to. If you look at Mesir's Yisharim, it's divided into three levels. There's a level of a tzaddik, there's a level of a hasid, and there's a level of a kadosh. But you can't touch any level without Torah. Torah is the thing that develops us and makes us, and that's the, 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 the bedrock to everything that you want to achieve in this world, no matter what level it may be. So therefore, to have a Jewish nation, a culture, mitzvahs, and anything else, avodah, anything else, without Torah as the bedrock, not happening. It's not Nigeya. So the Tzur of Klaiso, which is Kedush on many different levels, the level of Tzaddik, the level of Chosid, the level of Kodesh, the level of Koyin, the level of Malchus, it's not happening without Torah, so says Dor Sameach, anything that affects the shame Claudius as a nation is a responsibility of the nation. And that's why Yeshivot is a responsibility of the nation. Yovon wanted to destroy these three crowns. They wanted to break the Milo from Kahuna and they wanted to break Malchus, it says in Rambam. Because the victory was also a victory, the Rambam says, that Chosra Malchus Yisrael. Because Klai Yisrael in its most perfect state is Keser Kahuna, Keser and Keser Malchus. And the Keser Malchus and the Keser Kahuna can't stand with Lahashkich of Terezecha. They can't be. So you take away Lahashkich of Terezecha, because it can't stand on its own. And once they touched the Lashkich of Tarasecha, they touched the basic fundamentals of Klausel, now now comes the war. The war begins here. And the war we were able to succeed to bring back those three Ksar. So we're going into Hanukkah. We have to understand there was battles, years of battles, bloodshed, Mesir Snefesh, because they tried to shake the basic fundamentals of what creates a shame Klal Yisrael. And the most basic and the most fundamental part of that is Keter Torah. And if we are going through this Chag, we're kind of like reliving 
the challenge. Because at this moment, we're able to overcome that challenge that the Galut that we have is also has in it the Galut Yavan. The Maral says that the Golos of Edom, which we're in, has in it the three Galuyot before. It has a Galut Bavel in it, it has Galut Parashu Madai in it, and it has Galut Yavan. Not always in one second, all of them, but in different parts of history or different parts of the world are affected with different parts, different one of these Galuyot. And without a question, we in Galut Edom today are feeling Galut Edom slash Yavan. That's not a question. And therefore, this is, we live in this problem. And in these eight days, we have abilities to make strides in the areas that are weak because of the Galut we're in. There's a lot to talk about today. I'm going to just speaking about Kete Torah. Of course, we have to talk about the Kedusha, the Tzniyas, Pashtu Yedeim, Bebnoisam, the cell phones, the different things that we got to deal with, with this problem. What affects the shame of Klal Yisrael, the shame Kaddish of Klal Yisrael. But for today, the focal point is on learning. Learning has to become much more a part of our lives, a serious part of our lives. Because without Torah learning, we're lacking belonging to what we call the Klal Yisrael. If you want to reach anything in life, you want to do anything in life, without the Kete Torah, you can't get anywhere. And that's what we want to point out today as a first step, as a starting point to the Avodah of Hanukkah.